You're listening to the Quince podcast. In the shadow of the coronavirus pandemic, Finance Minister Nirmala Sitharaman gave a fresh impetus to the Indian healthcare sector as she tabled the Union Budget 2021 on 1st February. The very first item on a budget checklist, the health budget, with a total outlay of rupees 2.24 lakh crore, witnessed a nearly 137% jump from last year. The finance minister said that the fight against coronavirus will continue well into 2021 as she identified health and well-being as one of the six pillars of the budget. Apart from healthcare, the budget gave major emphasis to infrastructure and agriculture sectors. Amid chants to repeal the farm laws that has caused countrywide protests for more than 2 months now, Sitaraman said that her government was committed to the welfare of farmers. Talking of infrastructure, the government announced investments in highways, roads and metros in four states where assembly elections are due soon that is Kerala, Tamil Nadu, Assam and West Bengal besides a host of announcements were made on the disinvestment front including the government's decision to privatize two public sector banks and one general insurance company though the budget has been received favorably by the stock market with some saying no bad news is good news let's dissect some of the key highlights from the budget health agriculture and infrastructure does the health budget have enough financing needed for vaccine distribution how will the new budget allocations for poll bound states play out for the bjp and what about india's farmers in today's episode you hear from dr amir ullah khan who is a development and trade economist and also an advisor to the bill and melinda gates foundation ajit menon the queen's political editor and karan vesa of the ryutus varaja vedaka you're tuned in to the big story the podcast where we dissect the headline making news for you and i'm your host emmat Acknowledging that the fight against COVID-19 will be ongoing, the finance minister launched the PM Atmanirbhar Swast Bharat Yojana with an outlay of rupees 64,000 crores over six years to strengthen health infrastructure, including developing institutions that can detect and cure new and emerging diseases. She also announced an additional fund of rupees 35,000 crores for COVID vaccination development. I would like to say that the investment on health infrastructure in this budget has increased substantially, progressively. as institutions absorb more we shall commit more taking a holistic approach to health we focus on strengthening three areas preventive curative and wellbeing health systems a newly new centrally sponsored scheme pm atmanirbhar swasth bharat yojana will be launched with an outlay of about 64180 crores over 6 years this will develop capacities of primary secondary and tertiary care health systems strengthen existing national institutions and create new institutions to cater to detection and cure of new and emerging diseases this will be in addition to the national health mission the main interventions under the scheme are support for over 17000 rural and 11000 urban health and wellness centers setting up integrated public health labs in all districts and 30 and 3382 block public health units in 11 states establishing criti- critical care hospital blocks in 602 districts 
and 12 central institutions. Strengthening of National Center for Disease Control, its five regional branches, and 20 metropolitan health surveillance units. Expansion of the integrated health information portal to all states and UTs to connect all public health labs. Operationalization of 17 new public health units and strengthening of 33 existing public health units at points of entry, that is at 32 airports, 11 seaports, and seven land crossings. Setting up of 15 health emergency operation centers and two mobile hospitals. And setting up of a national institution for One Health, a regional research platform for WHO, World Health Organization, Southeast Asia region office, nine biosafety level three laboratories, and four regional national institutes for virology. Nutrition. To strengthen nutritional content, delivery, outreach, and outcome, we will merge the supplementary nutrition program and the portion beyond and launch the mission portion 2.0. We shall adopt an intensified strategy to improve nutritional outcomes across 112 aspirational districts. Universal coverage of water supply. The World Health Organization has repeatedly stressed the importance of clean water, sanitation, and clean environment as a prerequisite to achieving universal health. The Jaljeevan Mission Urban will be launched. It aims at universal water supply in all 4,378 urban local bodies with 2.86 crores household tap connections as well as liquid waste management in 500 Amrit cities. It will be implemented over five years with an outlay of 2,87,000 crores. Swachh Bharat and Swast Bharat. For further Swachhata of urban India, we in intend to focus on complete fecal sludge management and wastewater treatment, source segregation of garbage, reduction in single-use plastic, reduction in air pollution by effectively managing waste from construction and demolition activities, and bioremediation of all legacy dump sites. The Urban Swachh Bharat Mission 2.0 will be implemented with a total financial allocation of 1,41,678 crores over a period of five years from 2021. However, according to experts, this number of rupees 35,000 crore is not in sync with market realities. Even Adar Poonawala, CEO of Serum Institute of India, which has developed the COVID Shield vaccine, stated in September last year that rupees 80,000 crore will be required to cater to the country's requirement for COVID-19 vaccine. Here is what Dr. Amir Ullah Khan had to say about this. If you look at the numbers, you will find that uh, the expenditure on health last year 
in 2021, the revised estimates put it to 82,445 crores. And what has been allocated for this year is 74,602 crores. So it's actually lesser than what we spent last year. That is one. The second issue is that uh, on vaccination, uh, you will find that the finance ministry has allocated 34,000 crores. Whereas the, the most, uh, the most uh, gracious estimates are that we need at least 80,000 crores. So if that is, if that's going to be such a big difference and that 50,000 crores is, is, the, is the deficit that we have on vaccination, then it means that in this year where vaccination should have been at the top of our list, uh, we will not uh, achieve any, uh, any fast rate of, vac of vaccination. Of course, the headline does seem to say that a total of 2,23,000 crores is a great increase and that now takes us to about 1.8% of GDP. So when we look at that 2,23,000, obviously several people will celebrate, but the fact is that the total spending is still less than 2% of GDP. And even the economic survey had promised or had said that it should be at least 3% of GDP. So therefore, on these three counts, I don't think that uh, we are doing a great job. As Dr. Khan said, the headlines are in the numbers presented by the Finance Ministry. The budget focuses on strengthening health infrastructure with announcements for establishing critical care units and hospital blocks across primary and tertiary centres and integrated public health labs to be set up in each district. According to Dr. Khan, these infrastructure investments will have minimal impact on the sector. He says greater focus should have been on increasing bed capacity and investments in healthcare education. What we wanted to also hear was about how uh, how Ayushman Bharat had moved towards a universal healthcare coverage. But there seems to be neither any indication nor any will to move towards that. You know, if we this year, uh, if, if this year we don't uh, we don't resolve to get. UCC in, then when will we do that? It was very important for us to take a look at, uh, at how we will be able to just revamp the entire uh, healthcare sector and move towards a universal healthcare system. Uh, the next point, there was absolutely no mention about how we are going to solve that glaring problem that we faced, which was by way of the absence of healthcare personnel. We found that we were among the worst countries in the world where the doctor to patient ratio was concern, concerned. Mm. And there is no mention of how we are going to increase the number of doctors. Last year, the finance minister had made a big statement saying there will be bridge courses and we will not only produce enough doctors, but also export them. And nothing like that seems to have happened. There was no mention of that in this year's budget. Uh, and finally, the point that... Uh, that I wanted to make was on hospital beds. You know, when we started off uh, the pandemic, one of the most miserable uh, visuals that all of you projected on various media were people running helter-skelter, looking for beds and dying, waiting outside hospitals. Uh, the bed, the bed to hospital, the bed ratio, bed to patient ratio is really very poor. You know, um, it's much poorer than Vietnam or Cambodia. And uh, we seem to have done nothing. In fact, the economic survey actually tended to actually very bizarrely rationalized it by saying that health infrastructure doesn't seem to have any correlation with controlling a pandemic. I, 
i just don't know how that uh, how even that hypothesis could be uh, could be validated or even could be stated but the health in, health uh, but the economic survey said that and true to form the finance minister had nothing to say on improving uh, the number of beds or the number of icus or the number of ventilators moving on from healthcare at a time when the government is facing flag from farmers over three farm bills passed in parliament last year the agriculture sector merited interest among the highlights are the finance minister introduced an agriculture cess on specific goods including alcoholic beverages gold silver cotton peas apple petrol and diesel she talked about msp's significance saying and i'm quoting her the msp regime has undergone a change to assure price that is at least 1.5 times the cost of production across all commodities the procurement has also continued to increase at a steady pace this has resulted in an increase in payment for farmers substantially the government has also increased the farm credit target for financial year 2021-2022 to rupees 16.5 lakh crores however there was no mention of the three farm laws or any guarantee to continue with the msps here is kiran visa of the ruthus varajya vedika on what all key government schemes which were not mentioned or highlighted in the budget items which uh, the finance minister did not talk about at all uh, firstly the doubling of farmers income uh, i mean she just mentioned it in uh, maybe uh, in the beginning of the thing i i may have missed it but uh, doubling of farmers income was a target which the government had announced in 2016 and uh, uh, the six years uh, is going to end in 2022 which means that if this is the last budget year uh, for achieving the doubling of farmers income no report card has been presented about what is the current income level you know how far have we reached and uh, uh, they have not even mentioned that, that they are going to reach this you know in 2022 so this is a, uh, so what is missing uh, uh, you know doubling of farmers income missing no talk about the fasal bima yojana which was another flagship scheme and which has actually failed uh, if you look at the last year's expenditure and uh, allocation for uh, the uh, fasal bima yojana uh, and the number of farmers enrolled it has a sharp drop from the previous years Uh, so instead of covering 50% of the farmers like they've said now it is even less than 20% of the farmers that the fasal bima yojana is covering another scheme not mentioned the pm kisan uh, once again uh, uh, you know though they had uh, said the uh, 12 uh, crore families will be co- covered which will be increased to 15 crore families uh, they have only reached 9 crore families and not gone beyond that there have been major demands from the farmer organizations that it should be extended to tenant farmers women farmers all the cultivators nothing about that uh, similarly nothing about the ngnreg scheme uh, especially uh, in this uh, phase of uh, extreme slowdown of the economy in fact a recession uh, the uh, enhancing the rural incomes and putting money in the hands of the rural poor so that the purchasing capacity increases would have been a no brainer Uh, but uh, there has been no enhanced allocations announced for the ngnreg scheme in fact in the lockdown one of the saving graces in terms of providing some kind of a livelihood to all the migrant workers who re- uh, returned back to the villages was the ngnreg scheme uh, however uh, under the nreg scheme there are 100 days of employment which are guaranteed to every rural family not uh, to a household not to every card holder those 100 days were completed by june or july Uh, that means in the first 3 or 4 months of the financial year most of the households have, had run out of their 100 days allocation so which means that the government should have actually enhanced that to 200 days and increased the allocation for nrgs uh, nothing of that sort has happened and even in this uh, speech uh, the uh, the government has not mentioned anything about nrgs uh, so these are the major missing uh, ticket items that i see 
And the very last point uh, that I want to make is on this whole issue of minimum support prices and the markets and procurement. Uh, so one thing that I would like to highlight uh, is that uh, uh, the, the government in 2018-19, once again, uh, had announced a major scheme called GRAM, uh, which promised that 22,000 rural hearts, which are small agricultural markets, uh, which are existent at village and cluster of village level, to be enhanced uh, in terms of infrastructure to make them, uh, 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 you know, accessible, uh, uh, to provide accessible infrastructure markets to the farmers uh, within a 10 kilometer range of any village. That was a promise. Uh, there was no mention of Gram scheme here, uh, uh, which means that it has completely fallen off the radar of the government. Uh, but if you look at the figures, actually, um, uh, less than 500 uh, rural hearts have been upgraded. Uh, uh, in fact, it may even be just close to 200 out of the 22,000 which was promised and the allocation for this gram scheme has been consistently cut in the last uh, three years. Uh, similarly, the price support scheme and the market in, in intervention scheme, which are meant to ensure that farmers get uh, uh, MSP, uh, which the government has announced, uh, you know, the allocations for that have also been drastically cut. Last year, it was only 2,000 crores. Uh, uh, and uh, this year, they have not even talked about that. Uh, similarly, the PM ASHA scheme, which was once again announced with much fanfare in 2018, uh, whose purpose is to ensure that every single farmer gets the minimum support price that the government announces. Uh, once again, that was cut from 4,000 crores in the first year to, to, uh, to 1,500 crores to 500 crores in the last year. This time again, no mention of that. So all the schemes which are actually meant for uh, ensuring market infrastructure or ensuring that farmers get MSP, uh, have seen no mention at all and I suspect that when the budget documents are actually released, uh, we will see that uh, there is either truncated allocation or maybe just uh, these schemes have even disappeared. Uh, that we need to wait and see. So therefore the commitment of the government to ensuring remunerative prices to the farmers is completely missing uh, from this whole thing. Uh, there was just one token mentioned that Agriculture Infrastructure Fund will also be uh, lending uh, to the APNC markets for in, uh, improving their infrastructure, but no uh, specifics there. And if the government is bringing in laws which actually completely undermine and lead to the collapse of APNC Mondays, there's no uh, uh, point in uh, you know saying that we will try to uh, enhance that infrastructure. So therefore, these are the main points that stand out uh, as far as the budget uh, speech is concerned, which was very sparse actually, as far as uh, agriculture is concerned. From agriculture, moving on to infrastructure with a focus on pole-bound states. From quoting verses from Rabindranath Tagore and the massive allocation of funds, the influence of the upcoming polls in West Bengal, Kerala, Tamil Nadu and Assam was palpable in the budget. The finance minister announced a 3,500-kilometer-long national highway corridor in Tamil Nadu. The budget for the project is Rs 1.03 lakh crores. The Tamil Nadu National Highway will also include the Madurai Kolam National Highway. The 1,100-kilometer-long National Highway Corridor in Kerala will also get an investment of Rs 65,000 crores. This will also include the Mumbai Kanyakumari National Highway. While Tamil Nadu is expected to go to polls in April and May of 2021, Kerala is also pole-bound around the same period. In West Bengal and Assam, where the BJP has been trying to make inroads in view of the upcoming polls, the Finance Minister announced special funds for the road and highway development projects in these states during her budget speech. In the budget, Rs 25,000 crore has been allocated for roads in West Bengal and Rs 3,400 crores for road infrastructure development in Assam. We spoke to the Queen's political editor, Aditya Menon, 
on how these new budget allocations will play out for the BJP party in the upcoming polls. The budget has promised an investment of 1.03 lakh crore for building 3500 kilometers of roads in Tamil Nadu. In Kerala, it has promised 65,000 crore for building 1100 kilometers of roads. In Assam, it has promised 34,000 crore for uh, 1300 kilometers of roads. And in West Bengal, it has uh, promised 25,000 crore for building uh, 675 kilometers of roads. In addition to this, in Assam, they have uh, uh, the finance minister promised uh, uh, assistance to uh, tea garden workers, uh, especially women and uh, their children. Uh, so broadly, these are some of the specific uh, promises for the poll-bound states. Uh, obviously, with elections due in uh, in these states barely in a few months' time, the government wanted uh, uh, to give special uh, focus uh, to these states. I mean, the allocations are of course important, but uh, by the time they reach, uh, obviously the the elections would uh, would already be underway. Uh, may even be over by then. So I think it's more the symbolism that the government is thinking of these poll-bound states and naturally one can anticipate that the BJP's uh, uh, communication uh, uh, department will ensure that uh, that these allocations and that the government is doing these things in the poll-bound states will reach uh, uh, the poll, uh, will reach the voters in these states uh, just to show that uh, you know their, their uh, interests are being taken care of. Uh, Obviously, I mean, will that be enough uh, for uh, to see the government through? I don't think so. Uh, to see the BJP through in these states, I am a little doubtful uh, because uh, these aren't really big ticket promises that could change electoral outcomes. Uh, you know, if the BJP is doing well in certain states, as the polls suggest uh, that the BJP has, uh, you know, has a certain advantage in Assam and that the BJP is uh, unlikely to do uh, well in Tamil Nadu. I don't think these things are going to change uh, just because of the budget allocations. You know, it, the campaigns have their own dynamics uh, and it, the opposition is also trying to cobble up political alliances. So in the end, those things are going to matter much more than uh, these budgetary promises. Unless, of course, uh, the government ensures that some of the benefits reach immediately. Uh, but Time is not uh, on its side, uh, uh, so it's it's not likely that uh, this will have a very major impact on the election. If you like listening to this episode, please subscribe to the Big Story for episodic updates. We're available on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, GeoSavan, and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quint website, and for any feedback, please shoot an email to podcast at thequint.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quint's website and check out our other podcasts. 